Hi, and welcome to the No More Sleepless podcast. I'm happy you're joining me today. My podcast is designed to help you fall asleep as I provide you with some tips on getting better sleep, distract you from your own thoughts by rambling about things currently happening in my life, and we end every episode with a bedtime story. Take a few deep breaths, relax, enjoy the episode, and most importantly, have a good night. Hi there, welcome to the No More Sleepless podcast. I am very excited you're joining me tonight again. I'm very excited to have you here with me and I am very thankful to everyone who found that podcast, who's listening and who's joining me tonight. Um, especially since I am actually one day late. So if you don't know, I typically release the No More Sleepless podcast on Sundays, uh, but the last couple of weeks have been quite a little bit different. I mentioned it in my self-care podcast episodes and I think also in the last episode that right now we are moving and right now moving is a little bit of a stretch in that term. I'll get into that a little later. But it's just been affecting a little bit uh, my day-to-day -day life and how everything's going and so on. So I could not get a episode out my episode out yesterday so thank you for being patient with me and thank you for tuning in today and uh, I know how it is I actually have some podcasts that I listen to every time I go to sleep and I know when they are releasing and I'm waiting for it and I'm looking forward to it and so on so yeah as I said we are moving or at least we are in a prolonged process of moving we are still renovating the other place new place and new place in parentheses it's actually um, an older place but we are updating it renovating it and so on so my husband currently has been there during the week for the last three weeks and I come on the weekends to join him and then during the week I'm just at home with the kids and the pets and so on so it's been a little bit of a back and forward not quite ideal but right now we set a date and we said we are planning to have our final move by april 1st so hopefully it's just going to be temporarily and we'll make it work in the meantime we're shooting for april because me uh my kids and i we have all our birthdays in april and then also we have our wedding anniversary in april so there's a lot going on i was like i don't want to have all that and be in the middle of a move so we're trying to get the updates and renovations going at least to a degree where we can move in and then continue from there so uh, with that going on right now in the current situation i was thinking long and hard how i'm going to manage that with the no more sleepless podcast just because i really want to have podcast episodes out still every week and i was thinking a little bit about a break maybe even a short break but then just knowing how i am with my podcast that i'm really looking forward to when i want to go to sleep and that i like listening i would want to have a break for I don't know a month or anything like that so we'll keep going I just might have a little bit of some shorter episodes so if you don't know my episodes are typically around like 45 minutes long so I might just shorten that a little bit to some 30 minutes or so but hopefully that will be still sufficient time for you to fall asleep and you won't be missing um, the extra 15 minutes 
That being said, I'm actually wondering how many are listening to the podcast to fall asleep or how many are listening to the podcast just for the sleep tips. So I would be very curious about that. So um, if you haven't contacted me yet, send me a message on my email or my Instagram. I'll have the details in the notes and then you don't have to write it down or look it up right now. But I would be very curious to know if you're listening to the podcast actually to fall asleep or if you're more interested in the sleep tips and then once I go into the bedtime story and some you're already uh, tuned out so just curious from my end so now um, with us or with me pretty much going back and forth right now on the weekends I was inspired to do a little mini series on sleep environment um, so at the place where I'm with where we are renovating and updating the new place um, the sleep environment is sub-ideal to say the least so we have a queen-sized blow-up mattress there there's a sleeping pad like a camping sleeping pad and so on so we've been trying it out and I've tried several things I tried sleeping on the sleeping pad because I thought a little harder surface would be better for my back but that didn't work out so well then it was one night on the blow-up mattress and it's a pretty nice blow-up mattress but still it's not the same like a mattress in my bed so uh, that worked out okay-ish, but I have to say my, my sleep hasn't been the best on the weekends and I like to sleep in my bed and sleep where I'm comfortable at and a lot of times when we're traveling or before at least when we used to travel anything, it takes me quite a bit to get used to the new mattress on the bed and so on. So that's why I thought I'll talk a little bit about sleep environment today. So yeah, that's been uh, quite something every weekend where it's like trying to see how I'm comfortable and me alone on the sleeping on the blow-up mattress, I'm okay. But with my husband and um, the different weight shifting and so on, it's kind of a little odd. So we'll see. At least it's just temporarily. So we'll make it work in the meantime. So starting out with our mini-series on sleep environment, I thought I'll talk a little bit today about the room temperature and having a good room temperature to sleep. So I know I mentioned that in previous episodes that our body follows what is called a circadian rhythm. So that's just our internal clock, our body clock more or less telling us, hey, it's time to get up and get going in the morning. And now we're starting to feel sleepy in the evening and it's time to go to bed. Ideally, that's how it works if it's not completely messed up. And um, a lot of times that internal clock, the circadian rhythm just follows the sun. You know, sun rises in the morning, we get up, we wake up, sun um, sets in the evening and the temperatures lower in the evening and then our body realizes that and gets sleepy in the evening. So our bodies are programmed to experience a slight dip in our core temperature in the evening and that's just when we're getting ready to sleep. So ideally you want to have a cooler bedroom temperature just to aid your body with that temperature drop that you naturally experience to have a good night's sleep. You've probably experienced that plenty of times, let's say in the summer and you're in a place that might not have an AC or it's just a very hot 
night and you're tossing and turning and you just can't get comfortable or maybe you haven't changed your covers yet your comforter your divvy your blanket is very thick you still got the winter thick uh, blanket on and it's very thick and before you know it temperatures uh, rise and it's actually warmer and you still have that warm blanket and then you're just tossing turning completely uncomfortable and you can't sleep properly so those are just some examples where you can look back and you're like, yeah, I experienced that. I was too hot one night and it completely affected my sleep. I was waking up with night sweats or I was just waking up frequently and just couldn't sleep well. And the same goes on the other side. You know, if you're cold and you're not comfortable, you might have trouble falling asleep at night. At least I've experienced that plenty of times when I'm too cold. I'm just shivering in bed and I can't get to sleep. So we'll talk about some tips and how to manage that best now the temperature you're comfortable with might differ slightly from what your partner is comfortable with or what other people in your house are comfortable with and there might also be a different temperature recommendation depending on your age so for toddlers the general recommendation is to have the temperatures a little higher than for adults now if you have everybody in a house with central heat and air and every room has the same temperature then that might affect you a little bit so the National Sleep Foundation had a poll and they found that um, cool room temperature was actually the most important factor in getting a good night's sleep. And that's why I thought I'd start out with room temperature. So that is a big factor. And that's at least with the survey that they did. And a lot of the respondents felt like that was a big factor for them. So the ideal room temperature for night sleep um, as I said, might vary a little bit by age. If you're an infant, it might be warmer, or even if you're elderly, you might be more comfortable with some warmer temperatures. But in general, the recommendation is to have a bedroom temperature that's approximately around 65 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's around 18 degrees Celsius. And that might vary a little bit from person to person. So the general recommendation is to keep your thermostat somewhere between 60 to 67 degrees Fahrenheit that might be between 16 to 19 degrees Celsius for the most comfortable and restorative sleep. Now as I said uh, for infants you want to keep the room temperature a little warmer so that might be around two degrees warmer so for infants the recommendation is to have a bedroom temperature of 69 degrees Fahrenheit which is around 20.5 degrees Celsius and that's because their bodies are smaller and they're still developing and they're a little more sensitive to temperature changes. Now as I said it can vary a little bit from person to person so for example I rather get cold easily and I freeze rather easily whereas my husband will be sitting there and he is hot and the same goes for my daughter she'll be rather cool she'll be on the cool side and will be freezing and my son will be rather hot so then just you know looking at the different preferences and so on you might need to manage that a little bit so I freeze easily but I still don't want to sleep in a bedroom that is too hot for me personally so what I do is I'll take a shower before I go to bed and then I feel hot 
but the shower actually helps me cool my core body temperature so my body temperature drops and then what I often do is I'll take a pair of socks to bed and wear a pair of socks or have a hot water bottle that's something very common in Europe very common in Germany and I brought those with me to the US so I have a hot water bottle and we have the room temperature actually set cooler but I'm still in a position where I'm comfortable and I'm not shivering in bed and I can't get to sleep and then on the other side if you are a person that um, gets hot very easily you want to be aware of the room temperature that you're setting the room at but then you can also think about different things to help you just get a cool night's sleep so for example my husband he has a pillow that has a cooling surface and he has cooling sheets he'll wear a lighter pajama than i will i'll wear especially in the winter long sleeve long pants and he'll be in his shorts and the short pajama pants and so on and so that's just the difference there so just see what you are comfortable with and work a little bit with that you can adjust your bedding so what we are actually looking at doing is right now we have one uh, comforter one duvet that we are sharing and we're looking at splitting them up that i have my own comforter and then he has his comforter and then we can adjust that as well with the you know warmth level of the bedding that we are comfortable with you can look into a mattress that's breathable and sheets that are breathable and just also your sleepwear your pajamas maybe some cotton or something that is breathable and you're not starting to sweat a lot and then as I said set your thermostat if you have central heat and air if you're running the heat at night um, if you're running the heat right now in the winter months you might want to reduce the temperature at night or even completely turn it down and then um, you can just work with that. And then I also have um, a separate podcast and I have a completely separate podcast out on how to control the temperatures a little bit in the summertime to make sure you can keep your bedroom's temperature cool. So, and then as I said, um, you can aid your body to reduce your internal temperature your core body temperature also not just by turning down the thermostat but then also by taking a hot bath for example um, to cool down your temperature or you can take a cool bath um, a hot bath or you can take a cool shower or hot shower either way works actually to reduce your core body temperature i in the evening prefer the hot bath or hot shower instead of a cool shower but uh, that's just you know for each their own for everyone their preferences so in the next episode i'll talk a little bit more about um the bedding and what you can do in that regard and we'll leave it at that and hopefully that is going to be a good tip as i said we're going to keep it a little short in those episodes it's kind of strange for me to shut cut it so short <laughs> but um yeah hopefully those were some good tips for you and um, I'm going to start reading now from our bedtime story. So hopefully you are all comfortable, all cozy in your bed. Hope you have your eyes closed. And you're just ready to fall asleep. Maybe you want to take a few deep breaths with me. And we are reading from the wonderful Land of Oz by L. Frank Baum and actually last time we didn't completely finish a chapter so I'm just going to pick it up from there where we stopped last time and um, I believe the chapter was actually called Mr. H. M. Wogglebug T.E.
that's a character that we got to know in this chapter and we actually just started getting to know um mr hm wogglebuckty so i'll just continue i'll actually just read the last sentence where i stopped last time to get back into it again and then continue from there with this courteous speech it extended a card toward the scarecrow who accepted it turned it over and over and handed it with a shake of his head to tip the boy read loud mr h m wogglebug t e dear me said the pumpkin head staring somewhat intently how very peculiar said the tin woodman tip's eyes were round and wondering and the sawhorse uttered a sigh and turned away its head are you really a wogglebug inquired the scarecrow most certainly my dear sir answered the stranger briskly is not my name upon the card it is said the scarecrow but may i ask what hm stands for hm means highly magnified returned the wogglebug proudly oh i see the scarecrow viewed the stranger critically and are you in truth highly magnified sir said the wogglebug i take you for a gentleman of judgment and discernment does it not occur to you that i'm several thousand times greater than any wogglebug you ever saw before therefore it is plainly evident that i am highly magnified and there is no good reason why you should doubt the fact pardon me returned the scarecrow my brains are slightly mixed since i was last laundered would it be improper for me to ask also what the te at the end of your name stands for those letters express my degree answered the wogglebug with a condescending smile to be more explicit the initials mean that i'm thoroughly educated oh said the scarecrow much relieved tip had not yet taken his eyes off this wonderful personage what he saw was great a great round buck like body supported upon two slender legs which ended in delicate feet the toes curling upward the body of the wogglebug was rather flat and judging from what could be seen of it was of a glistening dark brown color upon the back while the front was striped with alternate bands of light brown and white blending together at the edges its arms were fully as slender as its legs and upon a rather long neck was perched its head not unlike the head of a man except that its nose ended in a curling antenna or feeler and its ears from the upper points bore antenna that decorated the sides of its head like two miniature curling pigtails it must be admitted 
that the round, black eyes were rather bulging in appearance, but the expression upon the Wogglebug's face was by no means unpleasant. For dress, the insect wore a dark blue swallowtail coat with a yellow silk lining and a flower in the buttonhole. A vest of white duck that stretched tightly across the wide body. Knickerbockers of fawn-colored plush fastened at the knees with gilt buckles and perched upon its small head was jauntily set a tall silk hat. Standing upright before our amazed friends, the Wogglebug appeared to be fully as tall as the Tin Woodman, and surely no bug in all the land of Oz had ever before attained so enormous a size. I confess, said the Scarecrow, that your abrupt appearance has caused me surprise, and no doubt has startled my companions. I hope, however, that this circumstance will not distress you. We shall probably get used to you in time. Do not apologize, I beg of you, returned the Wogglebug, earnestly. It affords me great pleasure to surprise people, for surely I cannot be classed with ordinary insects and am entitled to both curiosity and admiration from those I meet. You are indeed agreed his majesty if you will permit me to seat myself in your august company continued the stranger i will gladly relate my history so that you will be better able to comprehend my unusual may i say remarkable appearance you may say what you please answered the tin woodman briefly so the Wogglebug sat down upon the grass, facing the little group of wanderers, and told them the following story. A highly magnified history is the next chapter. It is but honest that I should acknowledge at the beginning of my recital that I was born an ordinary Wogglebug, began the creature in a frank and friendly tone. Knowing no better, I used my arms as well as my legs for walking and crawled under the edges of stones or hid among the roots of grasses with no thought beyond finding a few insects smaller than myself to feed upon. The chill nights rendered me stiff and motionless, for I wore no clothing, but each morning the warm rays of the sun gave me new life and they restored me to activity. A horrible existence is this, but you must remember it is the regular ordained existence of Wogglebugs, as well as of many other tiny creatures that inhabit the earth. But destiny had singled me out, humble though I was, for a grander fate. One day I crawled near to a country schoolhouse, and my curiosity, being excited by the mon monotonous hum of the students within, I made bold to enter 
and creep along a crack between two boards until I reach the far end where in front of a hearth of glowing embers sat the master at his desk. No one noticed so small a creature as a wogglebug, and when I found that the hearth was even warmer and more comfortable than the sunshine, I resolved to establish my future home beside it. So I found a charming nest between two bricks and hid myself therein for many, many months. Professor Nowitall is, doubtless, the most famous scholar in the land of Oz, and after a few days I began to listen to the lectures and discourses he gave his pupils. Not one of them was more attentive than the humble, unnoticed Wogglebug. And I acquired in this way a fund of knowledge that I will myself confess in simply marvelous. This is why I place T.E., thoroughly educated upon my cards. For my greatest pride lies in the fact that the world cannot produce another Wogglebug with a tenth part of my own culture and erudition. I do not blame you, said the Scarecrow. Education is a thing to be proud of. I am educated myself. The mess of brains given by the great wizard is considered by my friends to be unexcelled. Nevertheless, interrupted the tin woodman, a good heart is, I believe, much more desirable than education or brains. To me, said the sawhorse, a good leg is more desirable than either. Could seeds be considered in the light of brains? inquired the pumpkin head abruptly. Keep quiet, commanded Tip sternly. Very well, dear father, answered the obedient Jack. The Wogglebug listened patiently, even respectfully, to these remarks, and then resumed his story. I must have lived fully three years in the secluded schoolhouse hearth, said he, drinking thirstily of the ever-flowing fount of limpid knowledge before me. Quite poetical, commented the scarecrow, nodding his head approvingly. But one day, continued the bug, a marvelous circumstance occurred that altered my very existence and brought me to my present pinnacle of greatness. The professor discovered me in the act of crawling across the earth, and before I could escape he had caught me between his thumb and forefinger. My dear children, said he, I have captured a wogglebog, a very rare and interesting specimen. Do any of you know what a wogglebog is? No, yelled the scholars in chorus. Then, said the professor, I will get out my famous magnifying glass and throw the insect upon a screen in a highly magnified condition, that you may all study carefully its peculiar construction and become acquainted with its habits and manner of life. He then brought from a cupboard a most curious instrument and before I could realize what had happened, I found myself thrown upon a screen in a highly magnified state, even as you now behold me. The students stood up on their stools and craned their heads forward to get a better view of me, and two little girls jumped upon the sill of an open window where they could see more plainly. 
Behold, cried the professor in a loud voice, this highly magnified wogglebug, one of the most curious insects in existence. Being thoroughly educated and knowing what is required of a cultured gentleman at this juncture, I stood upright and placing my hand upon my bosom, made a very polite bow. My action being unexpected what has, must have startled them, for one of the little girls perched upon the windowsill gave a scream and fell backward out of the window, drawing her companion with her as she disappeared. The professor uttered a cry of horror and rushed away through the door to see if the poor children were injured by the fall. The scholars followed after him in a wild mob and I was left alone in the schoolroom, still in a highly magnified state, and free to do as I pleased. It immediately occurred to me that this was a good opportunity to escape. I was proud of my great size and realized that now I could safely travel anywhere in the world, while my superior culture would make me a fit associate of the most learned person I might chance to meet. So while the professor picked the little girls, who were more frightened than heard off the ground, and the pupils clustered around him closely grouped, I calmly walked out of the schoolhouse, turned the corner, and escaped unnoticed to a grove of trees that stood near. Wonderful! exclaimed the pumpkin head admiringly. It was indeed, agreed the wogglebug. I have never ceased to congratulate myself for escaping while I was highly magnified, for even my excessive knowledge would have proved of little use to me had I remained a tiny, insignificant insect. Well, I think we're gonna um, pause here and continue again next week on the next episode. At least now we know why the Wogglebug is highly magnified and thoroughly educated so he seems to be quite a character so we'll continue here again next week you might have been hearing the rain a little bit on the outside so i'm recording this uh, podcast episode in a little shed that we have in the backyard uh, that's been my recording place and it's been raining quite a bit but now it's starting to really pour down and I saw a little bit of some uh, lightning come up behind the house so I'd rather call it a night here hopefully you are fast asleep and now hopefully you're sleeping well and uh, you will join me again on the next episode I'll call it a night before we have any thunder or lightning uh, happening and any rumbling will keep wake you up or anything like that alright have a good night take care and until next time Good night.